and we're recording. Hooray! We are going to uh, review The Last of Us. Brian watched it yesterday. Yesterday. Um, I've watched it maybe four times since Sunday. Jesus Christ. Um, I I love the game, man. Um, which is interesting because you never played the game. Yeah, because I had an Xbox and have since migrated to PC after the last few years, but I still never got never got a PlayStation. Actually, I had the one of the first PlayStations back when Spyro was really popular. Oh, okay. But but I never got another one afterwards. So no PS2, no PS3 or anything afterwards. Would you consider, because I know, I think it is coming out on PC soon, would you consider getting an version? I would get it on PC, sure. Because it's worth it. Okay. Yeah, because I've heard nothing but amazing <laughs> things from it. So we're going to get two perspectives here, because Corey, who has played the game multiple times, and then me, who has not played it at all. Um, fuck exclusives, first of all. I hate that. Um, so yeah, we're going to get interesting perspectives on it. And I like that. Yeah. Um, I think we can both agree though, that it was really good. And oh yeah. Fantastic. Fascinating. And my first thought was, why couldn't Halo do this? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like the second or third time I watched it, I was like, I wonder how pissed off I was Brian mad. would get over the Halo show being like, Dog shit. Because you only watched what? One episode. Oh, one okay. episode. That's all it's. I was thinking you only watched like five minutes no. of it and gave up. I, I gave it one full episode out of respect. It was dog shit. It was not it was not Halo. I refuse to call it that. Now within five minutes though, this one was obviously gonna be better. Right. It just looked way better. Um they have a fantastic cast, and any uh Game of Thrones fans will be especially happy that we're getting uh Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, two characters who were badasses in the show and did not get enough screen time um, over the course of those years. Just unfortunate, just who the characters were, but uh, they definitely stole the show in every scene that they were in. So fantastic that we get to see them both. Uh, I think Nick Offerman is in this show yes, later on is. too. And a uh, big parks and rec fan. So I love me some Ron Swanson, which is funny because he plays like a pretty no nonsense rough character, but sounds about right. <laughs> I believe Ron Swanson can do it. Um, yes. But I had, uh, no, I, I really liked the way that this, that it started out. It felt real. It felt, um, the production value was pretty goddamn insane. Um, yeah. Hell of a start. You got, uh, so how, so one of the important things is how lore accurate has it been to the game so far? So in ter- terms of lore, there's a couple differences. I, I'd have to double check with the game. But I don't remember infective, infected having um, corceps or growth in their mouths. Um, so it looked pretty neat, though. It it looked neat. It looked scary. Yeah. When you first see them, you're like, you know, oh my god. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I have to double check that. I'm not saying that's not a knock. I'm not saying that as a knock. Um, I did read a p- report that said that they would do away with uh, what's called spores. So if there is a heavy, de- like a density, or no, I'm sorry, if there's an infected, like we <coughs> saw in this first episode with the guy being like growing into the wall, yeah, um, they begin to sprout. And spores come out, and that actually is a way that you can get infected with this um, fungus okay. and stuff. 
So I, I have to admit, uh, narrative-wise, having spores be something that you have to look out for would probably be a very tough thing to write around. Because yeah. you're basically, you would almost have to write specifically for like, oh, we can't go in there. or Because in like video games, it's like you're with the character 24-7. You're following them. You're controlling them. And in this show, it's like you're following them, but the camera is not exactly mutually exclusive to that person. Yeah. So I think perspective uh, plays a part. If it's true they're not doing spores, I'm not going to be terribly upset about it because, to be completely honest with you, the spores scare the shit out of me anyway. (laughs) Um, But uh, lore-wise, so far, I've liked it. I liked the beginning of this one having like a... <clears throat> like a um, starting with an interview, uh, straightforward conversation between two what looks to be like scientists, one being a uh, virologist, another one being um, maybe an environmental scientist because he's more heavy on the uh, fungus thing. By the way, played by um, Rachel Weiss's brother from The Mummy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Shit. I forget what his name was. It's driving what, me nuts. In, well, uh, the actor's it's name? It's on like edge of my tongue. The actor's name or in the show? In the show. Jonathan. Jonathan, <laughs> there we go. And he's always screaming, Jonathan, Jonathan. It's so cool. Anyway, um, also I recognize the other actor, but we won't thank you, for, Thank you for making that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I mean, I, I didn't even think about it when I looked at him, but as soon as you said it, I, knew, I know exactly who you were talking about. Yeah, the other guy plays the Swede from Hell and Wheels, but we won't get into that. Um you know me, I'm the guy who can point out any yeah. actor. So um <laughs> so when they were taught when they had that conversation, I thought that was a brilliant way to open the show. Because with someone like you who hasn't played the game, I don't know how much you know about the game. Very little. Uh it would be probably kind of tough to be thrown in this world and not have some sort of exposition or explanation as to what this game, what the game's, the storyline of the yeah. game and in turn the show entails. No, it, so, it was good. Like I, I, I figured that out pretty quick on where, on where the plot was going to go. Right. You, you know, it reminded me of, it reminded me of the beginning of I am legend where they had, uh, the doctor yes. have the interview like, yes. Oh yeah, we, we, cured, yeah, we, cancer. we cured cancer. Right. And then flash forward, uh, Oh, yeah, something went wrong with it. Right, and you want to know something? Probably a top 10 thriller opening, in my opinion. It was really good. Because there is nothing, to me, with with people, with human beings, nothing gets us more hyped than knowing something's going to go wrong, but hoping things go right. And that can be attributed to the very beginning when people are being interviewed on TV about viruses and they go, oh, viruses aren't the thing you should be worried about. It's fungus. And I know it sounds ridiculous. And they even pointed to the fact that that sounds ridiculous in the mo- in the show. But I thought that was that was the way to open the show. Yes, it was, it was really good. And then they also, I mean, again, the, the first like 30 minutes or so felt pretty familiar like it was because uh 
like it also gave me kind of vibes of like kind of Dawn of the Dead as things uh first start to break out. Right. And then also I it gave me War of the World f- uh, uh vibes when they got into the car and started driving off just with just knowing that there's chaos is right around the corner right. about to take place. It it got me familiar with a lot of like um of my favorite openings in a lot in a lot of uh, yeah. disaster movies kind of like that. So they took the best bits from a lot of different stuff and they made it work pretty damn well. Well, execution. Yeah. So for me, the, that opening, it was cool. It instilled a little bit of fear and it made it real, uh, uh, real in a way. Yeah. Because the, the last thing he said, or one of the last things he says is, you know, fungus can't grow if its subject is over 95 degrees, which humans are generally around, I think, 98. 98.6. Right. And he said, well, what if the world got warmer? Which to me was like, oh, shit. I already know. Well, I mean, I knew where this was yeah. going anyway. But I think that was cool because that was a very simple concept to follow. So when he, the interviewer is like, so where does that put, uh, what does he say? I should have pulled it on. Usually I start these things when I, um, he says something along the lines of like, uh, it's essentially like, where does this leave the human race or whatever? And he kind of says screwed or, uh, yeah. something like that. They lose. We lose. Right. No, that was it. Yeah. It was, well, where does that put the human, you know, where does that put us? And it's like, we lose. And, um, I, I'm so excited about the show. So I, sorry that it's probably showing over this, over this. uh, No, that's good. That's what you're you're here for. You're for that perspective and I'm for the outsider perspective. Right. So I'm going to restart it because I'm a hundred percent going to watch this probably six times before the end of the week. Um, and, the, another thing that the doctor said I do want to go back to was he said he he explained, which I thought this was actually some of the best exposition we've had in anything lately, is he said that it's not necessarily um, like it, it's what was I trying to say? It's this fungus who's not who wants to be in control, not necessarily kill. And it, he talked about it like it's something that needs, it needs to, excuse me, it needs to and wants to spread and not um, destroy in a way kind yeah. of thing. Like uh, people think virus is like it kills you from the inside and this is like it wants to transform you and turn you into its puppet essentially, which yeah. I do believe he does bring up puppets at one point. Well, there, there that, that does happen in nature too. Right, and, and it was very nature-oriented. Yeah. It was this, you know, this one fungi, it screws with ants' brains and basically makes them hallucinate, uh, which makes it bend to their will. And then it fit perfectly into, if you play the games, it was kind of like, there's a lot of situations in the game where you're searching around or whatever, and you see people who have, um, I don't exactly know... Um, I'll have to read into it and maybe the show will explain it of what makes people turn into clickers versus just sprout. Yeah. Like the people that you find against walls or laying on the ground who are sprouting and blossoming and shit. Um, so yeah, they can like slowly introduce all that news, uh, all the new stuff as the show goes on. Cause right. I mean, I don't know how many seasons they can squeeze out of this. I mean, <laughs> Is the I, sto- is the games closed? 
at this point? Like, are they done or is it open ended? Uh, well, the first one was open ended, um, and they weren't gonna do a second one, but then they did a second one, and I guess you could say the second one was open ended. They le- they left it open enough where they could go back and do another one. There's enough information where you're left to wonder: is there anywhere to go from here? Okay. Um, but it's also one of those things, both games, I give them credit, credit, absolutely, 100%, uh, Neil Drunkman being one of them. Uh, the first one didn't need a follow-up at all. I heard the second one had mixed reviews. The second one, <laughs> which I will, I will die on this hill, the second one was just as good as the first to me. Um Maybe when the this season is over, we can have that uh, that that talk. Maybe okay. maybe I'll do a solo episode on it. Um, it's one of the games I would really love to stream for the network, but my f- internet is fucking awful. Um, but going back to it, uh, the second one did not deserve the heat. the 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 second one got the heat from making you play as a character who is basically the antagonist and people didn't like that, which those people can kiss my ass because um, I think that fleshes out twice as much story doing that. I don't want to make another Halo reference, but that worked out really well in Halo 2. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it's like, it's a a really interesting narrative decision. If the care, if the character is executed well, then it can like just really expand things. Uh, But if it's done poorly, then not yes so I completely understand. mixed mixed results on that to I me i feel like when you put your shoes when you put yourself in the bad guy's shoes you do something that some movies television shows comic books books radio shows it doesn't matter you make something that they try so hard to do look so easy and that is make that person human yeah make them somebody you not necessarily cheer for but somebody that you could not not maybe get behind but somebody who you can believe or understand why they do the things you can that they you do. can sympathize and it was exactly <laughs> and like doesn't that isn't that not what makes all some the best villains for the most part a hundred percent well i mean bes- with with few exceptions but um which is i would say like uh anton sugar i was th- that's exactly yeah, what i, I was thinking the exact of. same page so uh but that was just a, a perfect mix of actor and yeah. writing and stuff like that yeah but other- otherwise it, it it just benefits so much to have depth to your to your business. right so that I think people who don't like it because of that or didn't play it or turned it off or whatever are stupid and need to go back and play it. <laughs> and then I no longer find you. St- I mean, I you don't think you're stupid. I just think you're missing out. You're depriving yourself of a wonderful you're story. Ignorant. So, um, if I can have one hot take in this episode, it's Abby is a, v- who is the, uh, an episode. Uh, yeah. That name is not familiar. Is one of the reasons why people don't like the second part. Uh, I think she's one of the best things about the entire franchise. Um, but going back to the story, we'll we'll do a Last of Us video game episode later on. But um, going back to this, um, the beginning was fantastic. 
the one who plays Sarah, who we're seeing right now, is because we started it. Um, does a fantastic job. Uh, Pe- uh, Pedro Pascal does a wonderful job. Gabriel Luna, who plays Tommy, did so good. I don't know how, but Gabriel Luna sounds like the actor who plays Tommy in the game. It's weird. Oh, really? It's like a perfect cast? It's so strange. Also, I was wondering when they were casting this, and they're like, oh, Pedro Pascal's going to play Joel. Oh, Gabriel Luna's going to play uh, Tommy. I was like, oh, like I was... I was not let down or anything, but I was confused, which I usually am when they try to, or when they do mix, um, instead of it being the traditional, you know, white protagonist or whatever, they mix it up. Yeah. This pays off. I thought it was fantastic and wonderful. Wasn't sure of it beforehand, but it was less of like, um, the, you know, do we want to um, change their uh, background or whatnot? And more of um, how are you going to try top Troy Baker as Joel, who did the voice of yeah, and um, and the guy who plays Tommy? Because um, I actually love Tommy from um, the games too, and I love him in this already. Um, but I was. Welcome to and the daughter. I didn't. I didn't really care because I thought you know that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful role for anyone anyway. And she did a fantastic job. Uh, sadly, she dies because in the game she dies. Uh, dies the same exact way. Um, they did mix, uh, change some things up. For one, um, the night of when everything goes south is played differently. I will not get into details because it'll. This episode will be an hour long. But uh, basically, it has to do with instead of Joel coming home and telling Sarah, "Come on, we gotta go," it's more of um, Sarah goes out on her own, goes next door to a family that we are introduced to, which is not anything that happens in the game. And then you find out the grandma is the infected one. Actually, you find out that out earlier in the episode. Yeah. Which, by the way, was probably one of the best scenes of the entire episode. Was when she's looking at this movie that these neighbors have because she wants to borrow it to show uh, her dad, Joel, because it's his birthday. Um, The woman in the wheelchair who's basically, you wouldn't say a paraplegic. What would you say? Um, Non-functional. I don't know. There's a word for it. Uh, Lights are on, but no one's on. Right. She's, she's sick. She's old. It's whatever. Um, she starts to have like convulsions and open her mouth and start to like freak out. And you're like, Oh my God, like it's happening. Yeah. And as a fan of the game, I was the whole time I was like, Oh, Oh shit. And the whole time I thought, Oh, they're going to, th- they're literally taking the game and throwing it into the fan and saying, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but they still made it. Everything about this first episode, they almost summarized it but didn't leave, left all the meat on the bone. Okay. So the part where they go after the guy, uh, or the, I'll go back to this because we're staying on track because, you know, come on, Corey, don't jump around. Um, uh, the old lady attacks the, the son and the wife, and Sarah is next door because, you know, the door is open. She sees this whole thing going on. The grandma chases her outside. Joel shows up. 
whacks grandma across the head with a uh, pipe wrench. Um, they get in the car. They drive off. The driving off thing um, from when they hit the that sign on forward is pretty much spot on the same as the game. Okay. And they even do, um, if anyone's on Instagram, uh, film enthusiast, game spots, uh, um, IGN, they all do kind of side-by-side comparisons. It looks all, it looks awesome. Um, it's just like the game. There's some, some of the dialogue is exactly the same, which I loved. You can change dialogue all you want, but leave, like they're doing this, leave enough in it where it's like, oh my God, it's just... Familiar. Yeah, it's so familiar, but it's so different in the same way. Because you have great source material to work with, you don't need to fuck with that all that much. In my opinion, The Last of Us is probably, if I really wanted to, to rank it, is probably one of the best video games out there, best video game stories out there. I don't know how this wasn't adapted sooner. I do know it was like tossed around a lot because it was going to be a movie, then it was going to be a short series, then it was going to be a regular series, then it was going to be a movie again, and then I got... HBO says well I imagine I I think it probably benefited that TV has really has really expanded in these last few years Mm -hmm. because I imagine if you try to turn this into a movie you could never do it justice so you just you simply need more and more hours 100% so one thing I will say is we're at a point in streaming and I'm sure you would agree with me where this is movie style production yeah, 100%. So I feel like if you make it a show, you can make it feel like a movie. Every episode of The Mandalorian feels like a movie. Yeah. I It's it's crazy. Every episode of House of the Dragon feels like a movie. Um, it, It's nuts. So I am happy that they did the show. But anyway, going back. Uh, when they get to this town, they changed the diversion point of separating Tommy and... Um, Joel and Sarah from a car wreck to a plane crashing, which to me, that's not a difference that I'm going to, Oh, you guys changed it. I don't like that. Cause it looked really cool. It looked fucking fantastic. Um, and the thing is they had already introduced that planes were flying low anyway. Yeah. And, um, it looked great. It did not look cheap at all. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Does it change the story? No, absolutely. Then not. who cares? Right. You have a little fun with it. But the thing is, is that you're always going to have that one person who's like, "Oh, I would rather them crash," and it's like, "Why?" It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Um, and then another thing was, and I, I swear to God, they filmed this, and I think you saw it too. I'm pretty confident you saw it when they got separated. When the the emergency response car drove into the truck, and they caught fire, and they're like, "Okay, we'll ke- catch up with you uh, on the other side of town." Yeah. You cannot tell me that was not an Easter egg to literally every video game with a single player story that's ever been made. Well, what do you mean? Because like, they were separated <clears throat> by something blocking their view or block separating them that you could not get around just like a video game. And I know what you're going to say. Yeah, because that's where gameplay starts. Right. That's where gameplay starts. The that- way that it was made, you went this. I was watching it. And I went, oh, damn. This is I can't where, go that way. Yeah, this is where like the camera zooms in on the character, does like a one eighty, and you get right behind them, and, right. then, and, and then you start. Yeah, right. That yeah, hundred percent. So I just thought it was cool, and I was like, this was shot, and it felt like an Easter egg. But anyway, it may not have been, but it was just so cool, and it was so 
almost cliche. It was cool. Yeah. And th- that's what I thought. So anyway, um, then they have the, uh, um, you know, the guard or the military dude shooting at Joel, killing Sarah. Yeah, um, you, you could you could see how that was which was how shot, that was panning out. Yeah, which was shot in the same way that it was shot in the game. They kind of take a tumble down this hill. Um, what they did do though was they did trim because the the gameplay of going through that town with Sarah picking up Sarah out of the car is at least, if I remember correctly, ten to fifteen minutes long. And, oh, okay. Oh, so they okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they kind of shortened it because, like, I remember going through that diner like area, and then you go down this hill, and then that's where the shooting happens. As we watch the grandma convulsing thing, which still gives me chills. Um, but they shortened it, which felt obviously, uh, you know, you have to do that. You're not going to have. 10 to 15 minutes of Joel running through. Yeah. yeah I mean, you have buildings you have, to get away from a one runner. You have 10 hours of story. Uh, well, of screen time basically to play with, but I mean, you, you still have to pick and choose. And yeah, I mean, how important was it? The, the point was, this is your, your prologue and they've got right. to get to the rest of the story. So with that being said, a hundred percent, they knocked that out of the park. You've got the Sarah thing in, you've got the exposition with the, the fungi in and stuff like that. All while making, there's no time I felt at all that there was a waste of time in this. No, I wasn't bored at any point. Everything made sense. Everything that Sarah did, whether it was getting the watch changed or going to next door, made you connect to her, which you needed to do because she needed to die because that's what happened in the game and that's what drives Joel, so on and so forth. Um, So that was great. Going to... um the them in the quarantine zone uh 20 years later the part with the kid that was great exposition to show you how strict they are and how little tolerance they have for if you're uh found to have an infection yeah um to me i was a little confused because at first i thought oh it's red he's negative for whatever um i guess i'm an idiot because I think the actress that she's that's talking to him and uh, or her, I don't know if that was a boy or a girl, and saying, uh, "We're gonna get you toys, we're gonna get you your favorite food, all these things." I thought maybe maybe it's just her acting was so damn good that I thought everything was fine. Yeah. Um, but then you're introduced introduced to the QZ. Uh, you know, Joel's burning these bodies. You see the kids. You find out everything's not okay. Um, you're introduced to, uh, Tess who's being beat up by, uh, I forget what his name was. Um, he's a, he's a goon, so it's not really that important. There's a firefly attack. Um, you find that Ellie has been found, uh, you know, being held captive by Marlene. Um, and, uh, Joel and Tess who want to get a drop on, this guy who screwed them out of a battery, the goon, um, this car battery. Uh, they get into this building. Um, there was a shootout, which killed the goon because the battery was a dud. Uh, it was a shootout with the fireflies because that was what they wanted the car battery to drive Ellie to another QZ of some kind. 
or to what I assume is Colorado, which I will elaborate in another episode. Um, and then um, you get a lot of the Joel Ellie quips. Um, there's a mention of Bill and Frank, which you meet Bill in the game. Frank, you do not, which I will get into in another episode as well. I should have wrote these down because I'll forget. Um, and then you basically get the, like the game, they agree to take Ellie and then they leave and then they run into a little bit of trouble trying to get out of the QZ, which, um, explains through, uh, that little machine that tests you if you're infected or not. It shows Ellie has the infection, um, and they kind of have that moment of, oh, my God, which I'm sure in the next episode it will begin with Joel needing an explanation. Um, and, yeah, so, like, everything... Every, I mean, even uh, as someone, who, again, who didn't play the game, it's kind of clear where the, where the plot's going. Yeah, so it's very clear where the plot's going. They did shave a good chunk of the game out, but the what they shaved out was either very minimal or, like, the little bit of going after this goon who did you wrong in the game after playing it the last time I kind of felt like, Oh, this isn't so much contributing the story as much as it's you to learn the gameplay. Yeah. So, um, I was like this whole cat and mouse game. You play with this guy who, who fucked over Joel and, um, Tess, you didn't really, you didn't need. Yeah. Um, you can move past that with the, right. So, or the, Serious. That was that was cool. Um, this had easily one of my favorite TV moments. I would say movie moments. Uh, I guess you could say teasers or um, um, what would you call the end of an episode that like that does that cliffhanger? Cliffhangers. One of the greatest cliffhangers of all television and movies. And that's, and I, I'm sure you saw it. Um, I'm going to fast forward um, through it. But at the end, when they get through the fence and that song plays and they're running into the city, you actually see a clicker. Um, and I didn't see it the first time I watched it. And then I watched it the second time and I was like, oh my God, I'm, oops, I'm, like super dumb. So as I play it for Brian and I'll play it with sound after we stop recording this, the song plays. Yeah. And then it cuts to <clears throat> Ellie, uh, Tess and Joel running, um, running out. There's a storm in the left hand corner on the top of the building. There's a clicker and you actually hear the, uh, Oh yeah. I did not see that the first time you hear, it's typical call or screech or whatever uh, when you play it with sound. Uh, still gives me goosebumps. Um, and I didn't know that, and I thought that was the coolest fucking cliffhanger ever. I would say it's... I'm trying to think of another cliffhanger that had me popped. Or popped. Uh, had me pumped. Um, I guess Negan showing up. Uh, Walking Dead years and years ago? Yeah, that one may have been a little too cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Well, I think knowing what happened the next episode, yes. Well, actually, yeah, because also given it was a... We're waiting a week for this, not 
months. <laughs> maybe, okay, maybe that's saying too soon because that was a little bad taste in her mouth. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I'll tell you what, this came out at a very good time, just as Walking Dead is ending. And, um, that, oh, yeah. that uh, because you can call this a zombie genre. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, Walking Dead has kind of been done for a bit. It's just hung around for a few years, long past its, long past its prime. Um, Everyone kind of got over that phase of like, okay, I'm kind of bored of zombie stuff. We can move on to something. Right. Oh no, we're good. Enough and time passed. And what's great is, and uh, and I'm gonna be probably one of the biggest um, uh, proponent proponents or, or fans or whatever you want to call it of the show is, yeah, you might be sick of the zombie genre, but this is such a niche thing where it's like, do you like video games? This will probably be cool. Do you you like Pedro Pascal, this will be cool. Pedro Pascal might be the safest cast probably in, in, in Hollywood right now. God, man, is that guy busy or what? I know, because I mean, he is—he's not just getting in like movies and stuff. Like he did—he did the movie with Nick Cage, which is fucking hilarious. He's like showing off not uh, his range as well. Right. He's got crazy good range because he started with well, he had his Game of Thrones a season. He had Narcos. He has Mandalorian going, and now he's got this going. He's got a whole bunch of. Really yeah. successful shit going on. So, like, God, man, I would love to have that, like, those jobs lined up. Because it's like, if there's yeah. one, you have another one. Um, it's so, anyway, uh, if I had to say, if anyone's looking for, hey, if I like the game, should I watch the show? 100% yes. Not only because you owe it to yourself because you play the game, but because it's really good. Yeah. And the guy who did Chernobyl, which I have not watched yet, but I want to. You haven't watched Chernobyl? I have not. Have you? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. You should watch it. Well, then why don't I watch it and we review that because you'll be the professional on that one. Yeah. Well, I can. It's been it's been a while. I would rewatch it if you're going to do that. Uh, I've always heard great things about it. It's never been. I don't want to watch it. It's just. I mean, you know me. I'm very hot or cold with things. Yeah. It's like is Game of Thrones out that I live Game of Thrones for when that is out. Yeah. Um. And then unless it's like this, where it's an adaptation, or it's Star Wars, I'm not going to get into it very quickly. Um, so anyway, going back into this, fantastic show. Um, do we want to do... Yes, we do want to do our usual like ranking, right? Um, this is. I'm just going to say it right now. This is getting a 50 from me. Damn, right to the 50. Um, we could do ratings, I guess. Like, no, I'm... Okay, so because we had our phase of movie uh, of series before, and we had mixed results on whether we want to do an episode after each episode or not. This one, we'll have to wait to see. I'm assuming there should be enough where we can do one for every single episode, but like something like Andor, we needed to wait a few episodes per. Well, because in, hind- that- in hindsight, probably could have done an episode every two for Rings of Power. Uh, House of Dragon was totally fine with an episode after each. Um, I am a hundred percent doing an episode after every episode of this. Yeah, we can can do the rating decision. We can do all the ratings. I'm doing executive decision right now. (laughs) And I'm saying we have to do it. So automatically this gets a 50 unless we come up with some other way to rank shows versus movies is getting a 50 for me. Okay. Um, if you're asking a favorite shot, it would probably be that last shot. The last shot of the click. That was a pretty sick shot. I'm not going to lie. If you're asking a line, it would obviously be, this is probably the most prepared I've ever been on any of these reviews. Well, it's something in the interview in the beginning. No, actually it's, 
uh, though I think that's important. Uh, that's an honorable mention. How about that? But mine would be the when Joel is waiting for Tess to finish a conversation with like an uh, informant on where this guy who cheated them out of a car battery is. A guy walks up to Joel and starts talking to him, and Joel goes, if you tell me to look for the light, I'm going to break your jaw. <laughs> and the guy just goes and just walks away, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> My favorite scene would probably have to be... My favorite scene would have to be them trying to get out of their town. You know, because I, I did not come prepared for all that, but I would I would say the op- the op- the whole opening, the whole uh, the uh, the outbreak was pretty well damn executed, yeah. and I would probably have to say that it that whole thing. Felt- I can't. I don't want to narrow things down, but yeah, that w- it, it was kind of a long. Well, I don't, it was a long one to pick for a scene or anything, but it's it's it was really good. It felt like they took it out of the video game. That town looked exactly like it did in the game. Um, yeah, but that's that's me. Okay. Sorry, I totally blindsided you. No, with you're to- no, you're totally good. If if uh, right it off right off the bat, if I had to give it a rating, it'd probably be a a, a solid uh forty seven. Um, I did. I'm not prepared for lines or anything like that. No, that's fine. If anything, I'll I'll, I'll give you a week. Okay, if you if you really if, well because because it comes out on sun Sundays yeah. Sundays okay then that's perfect so we'll be able to watch it Sunday night and there's like House of Dragon then record on Tuesdays yeah so <laughs> we once again have something to eat up our time yeah but we good timing are, too because we still don't have anything for movies for another couple months or another month and a half or at least a couple weeks yeah because we have uh, we do have Ant Man coming up sure. Um, but we'll always figure out something. So anything else you want to add before we? Nope. I think we're good for now. Okay. The only thing I want to say is it, it definitely, if you're on the fence about it, watch it. If, if, if you like the zombie genre, if you want to get into something new, that's kind of, uh, that's scary. Just watch it. It's fantastic. I can't praise the show enough and a game, play the game. Please play the game. If it's on PC. Yeah. 